This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 358 for the week of March 9th, 2014. What up, hey, and us. Welcome to Akanzen Shu. The podcast. That's right, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Kanzen Shu. We I'll cover anything and everything. I don't know why I'm starting with a blah, 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 track and Paul in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Joining me for this here episode, talking some Kai stuffage, mostly a one young man named Chris, who I also and you also many people also know as Kerbifer. That's right. That's right. Oh, and you see. This is this is this is a testament to Mike and I's relationship because he actually knows how to pronounce my screen name correctly. <laughs> Kerbifer. It's like Christopher except Kerbier. You got it. What else do you get from people? Uh, uh, most often I get Kerbuffer, uh, which I've kind of turned into uh, like a sub name for because it it's 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 funny. And I can then, see uh, it. Yeah. Uh, and and occasionally I get Kerbifer. I don't know how, <laughs> but I'm going to adopt those... that one. I'm stealing that oh, one. Please, I like it. Please don't. No, I, I get it. I, I get uh, Mr. LeBray a lot. I'm like, really? It's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's the cheese. How hard is this? Well, maybe I'll just call you Mikhail. I'll give you a poorly adapted DBZ name. Sure, okay. <laughs> Mikhail LeBray. It's my... My, car- my, my Caru. <laughs> or some bullshit. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so you and I this episode. Uh, thanks for joining me, man. Kind of last second, but I appreciate it. No, of course. Thank you for inviting me. As as you know, we were saying before we started recording, I am a big fan of the DBZ Kai, so uh, you know, I'm happy to join in and talk about it. You got a lot of that news this episode. This is going to be one of those episodes where the news kind of transitions into its own topic. Uh, It's probably gonna be a lot like that as we head into uh, the early April debut of the Boo arc of Kai. There's gonna be so many new announcements that uh, really turn things on their head in some ways, and this is definitely one of those weeks. So uh, that's uh, our news and our topic that we will get to shortly. Uh, I wanted to share something at the top of the episode. My name is Mike, and I have a problem. I got another version of DBZ Movie 1 over the last couple weeks. It will never end. Never, never, never. Never, ever. <laughs> I actually, while I own the Japanese laser disc of DBC Movie 1, uh, and of course the DVD in Dragon Box and Movies, uh, I did not yet own the Japanese VHS of DBZ Movie 1. That's right. I ke- I always forget that they, they did subtitled VHS tapes of those first three movies, didn't they? Over here in the U.S., yes. Uh, I purchased the subtitled and the dubbed release when they first came out over here from Funimation and Pioneer. Uh, DBZ Movie 1 actually came out the very tail end of 1997. I think it was November or December that year. And that's how this whole not-quite-funny internal Kanzenshu Vegito EX meme started back then. So, so how, how many how many now copies of that movie do you own, please? Oh, geez. I, I don't know. I, I need to take a new picture because uh, up in our loft, I have a bunch of albums, you know, records, final, oh, framed okay. up on the wall. And because oh. Laserdiscs are the same size, uh, I've got DBZ stuff up there as well. So some of my collections is it's a bit strewn about the house. I have not recently collected them all together again, uh, which I, I think I need to do. So um, the Japanese VHS joined the family this week. <laughs> At this oh point, in terms of Japanese things, I, I think I need to get myself some film reels next. That's probably next on uh, the docket here. I, I literally can't believe uh, Yeah, t- count them up next time you take a picture of them all collected together because my God, you have to at least hit like past 20, 25 at this point. Uh, I don't think I'm quite at 20, believe it or not. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, you think about how many it's had over here in North America. I don't actually own the double feature release on either DVD or Blu-ray because that was kind of, well, at that point I already had Dragon Box the movies and it wasn't quite insane with the international releases that people started sending me after Dragon Box the movies. So I kind of need to dig back and uh, get a couple of those Funimation releases in the meantime. But yeah, it's probably approaching 20 at this point. That is just insanity my god but only you only only you would have the gall to do that <laughs> that's right so that's my story uh let's talk some news The first bit of news, kind of two huge stories this week, is uh, Battle of Gods is going to be airing on Japanese TV. Of course, it debuted in theaters last year on March 30th. It got a home release on September 13th. And it's been trickling out internationally over the months since then. Uh, as these things are apt to do, they will pop up on Japanese TV after it's been out on home video. I'm actually kind of shocked that it's on TV as soon as it is. But when you consider boot arc stuff, it kind of makes sense well this soon i was gonna say has it like actually been almost a whole year since it was premiered in theaters in japan yeah it has a year ago julian was getting ready had his collaboration ticket and a couple couple weeks from now a year ago he was heading off to the theater that is insanity i really i I, it just it's it feels like it was like two seconds ago it really does came out it totally does so maybe it's not that soon uh so march 22nd it's actually going to air on fuji tv at 9 p.m in uh their special uh programming slot it's gonna have extra scenes and the the way we learned about this was voice actress Eiko Yamada who plays Mai actually hadn't done stuff in quite some time and thankfully came back to reprise her role as Mai in Battle of Gods she tweeted out here Dragon Ball Z Kamitokami Battle of Gods last year's movie will be broadcast on March 22nd on premium Saturday it will run longer than the movie and Julian's little note there is like it's gonna longer than the theatrical version <laughs> kind of vague japanese being the way it is the scenes of the idiot trio of pilaf shu and mai will also be powered up with additional recording and she's got a shot there of her and tesho genda who played shu uh did he also play bojack i want to say he played bojack later on have to fact check that but uh picture the two of them in the recording studio they've got the updated script there with the additional scenes so chris what do you think badly god's getting extra scenes this stuff has happened before but dragon ball is kind of so old we haven't really had circumstances like this yeah and you know i i think it's uh, by the way he was general white too Teshogenda. Oh, was it okay uh yeah, uh, I, I got to say, it's really commendable because they don't have to do shit like that ever under any circumstance. No. Uh, yeah, because like, uh, I don't I don't know. And he was Bojack and Janemba. Yeah. Anyway, adding out of that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's bizarre. It's um because like these big companies, they really can just kind of put up whatever they want and that's it. And like, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but the fact that they go the extra mile of, Hey, you know, people have already seen this. This is, you know, a big thing now that we're premiering it on TV for the first time. Let's go back in and add, you know, a little bit of extra stuff. Why the hell not? That does still cost money and time. And, you know, and Toei has proven that they don't always like to give those things. It's really interesting how you're approaching this. You're almost putting them in. They're so charitable. We should be so thankful to them for putting in this extra effort on things. The, the flip side of that, that I've seen from a lot of people is the whoa 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 wait a minute 
you already put out the home release. I already bought the home release. Now I have an incomplete version of the film. Are you going to put it out again later? Uh, that is true. Although, to be fair for us, I imagine a lot of people in the U.S. are still technically waiting for <laughs> true. an official American release, you know, with or without a dub, etc. That's a whole other subject. But, uh, you know, so I mean, maybe, who knows, maybe the version that we'll get will have that stuff included into it. Or, or, or maybe this will be exclusively for TV. You know, maybe maybe they're doing something kind of like specific with uh, the Pilaf trio, like, you know, that has to do with it being on TV. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, we don't know the extent of what these extra scenes will be. It sounds like there will be multiple editions that at the very least will include <laughs> the so-called idiot trio. I love how mm. they self-describe it that way. So what I see in my future is uh, creating a custom Blu-ray <laughs> of the, the original <laughs> version, plus the extra scenes, resubtitling it myself because I can't live without a fully hey, complete version. You know, you know, you remind me, I'm still waiting for that like ultimate cut of like all the, the, the like Bardock, Bardock and, and other stuff that you were talking about like ages ago. I know. I that. <laughs> you know what happened there was uh, that was on my previous computer and I was loading a lot of this stuff. I don't know why I was doing it this way through uh, AVI synth. And then I, that computer basically blew up. The motherboard literally ate itself alive and exploded exploded so I, I transferred over that to the new computer when we built our new computer and you know i bought an upgrade to premiere and avi synth and 64-bit windows 7 it's like oh none of this really works anymore so uh I, I think the worst part was the bardock special itself i was loading through avi synth so i just exported myself a lagarith of the entirety of the bardock special and i just have to go back in and realign i think that special with the rest of things so it, it kind of still exists it's just i I gotta put in that effort don't i well and for crap. that and for that last minute or so literally the only person who understood any of that right now was probably kaiser Nagel. <laughs> <Probably. laughs> i spoke any of that language <laughs> just twiddling your thumbs it's like yeah yeah I, I understand what he's saying completely i get it yeah. and, and in the meantime episode of bardock came out it's like oh, do, do, do i put that at the end i don't know Kind of don't no, want to. No, no just don't. Just, like, <laughs> right. didn't happen. So that is a little bit of the Battle of Gods news. I guess sort of related to Battle of Gods is Flo is coming to Texas. If you live anywhere near Texas, you're going to be playing Anime Fest 2014. I have to imagine they'll perform at least Hedgehala, if not Hero Song of Hope during their performance. That'd be cool. Probably. And probably uh, they did. They did. Uh, we are fighting dreamers, right from Naruto. Yeah, so. way early on in Naruto, back when I watched it. Yeah, that's how. That's how I. Uh, I think that's how I first learned about Flow. They were good. Yeah, I, I think like them. me too. They've done a, a bunch of other anime theme songs. Uh, I mean, not much of the news. They they put up a video. Hooray! They're coming to the convention. So that's that. Uh, then real quick before we get to kind of the biggest news story of the week, Psycho Jump, the issue that came out, the April twenty fourteen issue came out on March fourth. Actually started up. Uh, another Q&A session. This is super weird because it's almost named exactly the same as a previous Q&A session. Last year in Weekly Jump, there was super long interview, please tell us Akira Toriyama-sensei. And that ran for uh, a bunch of weeks in a row. This one is simply called Tell us Toriyama Sensei. And I think this one's only one exclamation point as opposed to two. These names, I can't get enough of these names. <laughs> so pull down your excitement by one exclamation point for this one. Uh, <laughs> this is Naho Oishi asking Toriyama questions. Uh, the blurb along with it says there will be more. It's like, all right, well, that's a month from now. At least the previous, the weekly jump one is every week you could expect something. So the Q&A this time. And this makes more sense in Japanese than it does in English because 
scouter is kind of an English-ish word. It sounds a little more foreign in Japanese anyway. Her question was, what is the origin of the name of scouter? And Toriyama responds, in the military realm, the word scout refers to reconnaissance. For example, a reconnaissance vehicle would be called a scout car. I tweaked that scout and gave it its name. In other words, it's a useful tool for the purposes of information gathering. It's the kind of thing that we can very easily infer in English, but again, Japanese. It, it reminds me of uh, th- this sort of weird use of like the you know because the Japanese they find like English words yeah, uh, yeah. to be really interesting. It's like in in One Piece, uh, like log pose. Mm, yeah, like yeah. That, like you you hear that, and and this is one that not that I'm like defending the four kids dub super you know big with this, but like because they they went with Grand Compass, I believe for for that. Oh, okay. Devi- device, and I'm saying okay, like I can get that because that would make sense uh you know in terms of what it's supposed to be because like log pose you hear that like as an english speaker it's like wait what what do you mean and then it's if you really break it down it's like oh okay yeah no, that makes sense for what it does but like just offhandedly it's it's strange that's really curious so and then what do viz and funimation in their the manga and anime adaptations respectively use do they just use log pose uh i know that the funimation dub uses log pose i would assume the viz translation does too but i don't know for sure Interesting. Get, 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 get Steve or Jason on the line. Somebody, one piece podcast. <laughs> that's that's really curious because that's the kind of change that I would expect from Viz in kind of the boot arc of the Dragon Ball manga when they started changing things. I was thinking about this yesterday where they changed Pui Pui to Pocus and then they left Yakon as is despite the two of them being similar name pun bases in Japanese magical phrases. Like you change one thing but not the other. But I understand like that change makes sense. Weird. Yeah. Anime is weird, maybe, man. Maybe, maybe Viz came up with it and then four kids adopted it that might have that might have been possible shrug shrug indeed so speaking of shrug <laughs> let's talk about kai oh yeah that pretty much describes your reaction to it <laughs> <laughs> i was talking about this in a couple places recently kai is really curious to me i mean i am through and through a fan of the original japanese version of the franchise at the same time my main thesis has always been the dub needed cotton by the dub, I have to clarify, that Funimation's English dub as distributed in North America, although other dubs throughout the world, certainly at the same time, equally, mm-hmm. needed yeah. this far more than the original Japanese version ever did. That especially ties back to the Dragon Boxes coming out, then the single discs coming out, and the peak of that merchandise sales in 2007, and then two years later you have Kai and the Japanese fans being like, so what? As opposed to North America, where there was kind of this built up yes give us something good and then whole new generation fans etc so that's where i'm coming from from kai or it's like a neat curiosity we've talked about this extensively in the past we have you and i have i think everyone who's ever been on this show has had that conversation about kai with us because it's the gift that keeps on giving in terms of discussions (laughs) (laughs) so boo arc of kai coming next month april 2014 the most open secret i think there has perhaps ever been other open secrets including the frieza voice replacement and the funimation dub what are some of the the other best open secrets from Dragon Ball. Can't think of any. Well, another one is going to be the musical composer change. That was kind of an open secret here. I actually, I, I actually didn't know that for sure. So that was that was kind of news to me. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Try to keep up, man. Hustle. Come on. <laughs> I knew that there was going to be new music. I just didn't know who was doing it. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of what I mean. It's like kind of half and half secrety there. Uh, So yeah, the Boo Arc is coming. Again, we're at this point in the news cycle where it's a month off. We need to start getting some announcements here, like who's returning for voices, who's not returning for voices. Music's obviously going to have to be different, or is it not going to be different? Who knows? So Fuji TV did announce uh, all their new lineup for 2014. That includes Kai, and it includes some confirmations over uh, voice replacements and everything I 
literally just said to you. So some of the confirmations coming back that we pretty much knew from pictures that Mayumi Tanaka and Toshio Furukawa had been posting. Kozo Shioya is returning as Majin Buu and our main man Yuji Mitsuya is returning as Kaioshin. We pretty much knew those for sure. Uh, I think it was Tanaka's second blog post about it when she said it was someone's birthday, might have even been her own birthday, or maybe it was Nozawa's birthday. I think it was Nozawa's birthday. There's a cast photo, like, oh, there's Nagasaki. That's the sound director for Kai. There's Shioya. There's Mitsuya. Okay, they're clearly recording Kai. So those two are coming back. Not coming back, however, very sad to say that Yuko Minaguchi, who so happy to have just been able to see last year at Animazement, uh, the voice of Videl and also Pan, will not be returning for Dragon Ball Kai, even though she did return for Battle of Gods. Uh, she will instead be portrayed by Shino Katinuma, who's actually the wife of Toshio Furukawa, who was also at Animazement last year. Uh, I think she had just broken her arm at the time uh, and Furukawa was like oh maybe I need to stay and not go she's like no no go and she went too and she was super nice so uh, she's actually done a little bit of voice acting in the past she will be playing Videl uh, Chris what do you think about this Minaguchi is just the most adorable sounding person in the world she is the one and only Videl to me she's the only voice I have ever known for the character I can't imagine anything else yeah you know it's uh it's good it's definitely going to be interesting um i mean for me uh the my first exposure to yuko was uh through gt as a matter of fact i think a lot of people yeah 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 and then i i remember the very first uh dbz movie that i saw in japanese was i think the second broly movie with like her and goten and yeah uh, sure sure and gohan and uh and i thought oh it's it's pun's japanese voice okay yeah that makes sense and uh yeah she was fantastic and uh, by the way uh because i mean you know yeah, I that convention was a was a big big thing with like her and and Masako Nozawa and Furukawa and um uh help me help me recently Nakao. Nakao, yep. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and, and Kyle and everybody are friends from the dub, you know, we're honored to meet them and they had a great time and actually a little, uh, little bit of trivia too. I was just remembering this, uh, Yuka Minaguchi actually appeared in an English dub of something recently. Oh, did she? Yeah. I mean, she came over to the U S to become more fluent in English. That's been kind of one of her life's passions and that's what she's been doing. I'm, I'm sure that's related to why she is, uh, not returning for Kai here. Yeah. For, uh, for those of you who, uh, uh, have, you know, still keep up with Pokemon at all, and you might know that I obviously did a little bit of work on it. Uh, Tom Wayland, the current voice director who's been working on it since like the Diamond and Pearl series, uh, he actually brought Yuka Minaguchi in uh, as a character in the most recent movie, the uh, oh. Genesect versus Mewtwo movie. She played one of the five uh, Genesect that were like, you know, the bad guys of the movie, basically. Um, a little little cameo, but he was like, yeah, yeah, there's a little special thing in there. So that's pretty cool. Go go listen for her if you want to go catch that movie. I think it might be on DVD by now. Did she play that character in the Japanese version too? No, I don't believe so. I actually oh, wow, that's that, super that weird. she was in there, yeah. I think that she has, I'm assuming she has been in Pokemon at some point. In <laughs> Who has somebody. not been in Pokemon right? at yeah, this exactly. point? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did both languages by this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, but that that was kind of cool, and and I and I definitely love her performance. But you know what? I will say this though: having heard uh, people like uh, I forget his name, but the gentleman who took over for um, uh, Mr. Satan for Kai, uh, I felt like like he, he and, a, and a few of the others have given some pretty solid performances in Japanese for for the replacements and everything. I know that for 
Yuka Minaguchi, she, she also mentioned that, you know, she was the little uh, uneasy, you know, coming back to Videl because of uh, Mr. Satan's previous actor passing away, uh, you know, which is perfectly understandable. I think the fact that she got to come back for the movie, you know, maybe they were like, please, please, you know, even if this is like your last performance as Videl, m- maybe, this is just a theory. Yeah, yeah. If maybe like the production is like, can you just come back for the movie and like we promise like it'll be, we'll make it as like comfortable as possible for you, you know, and, and if if so, if that was the case, maybe that was kind of a nice note for her to go out on, you know, the, the chronological the last thing in the Z, you know, timeline for her to be doing, you know? And, I mean, for Vidal, the role that she plays in that movie in particular, I mean, I I would not have wanted anyone else to to have that role in those circumstances be anyone else. I I can't even imagine. So I certainly appreciate her returning for the movie. Uh, And I just looked up, it was Unsho Ishizuka that took over Mr. Satan. That's that's another voice replacement. I mean, no one impossible to replace Daisuke Gori. I mean, he's one of the most legendary voice actors in Japan. Ishizuka certainly brought in a respectable performance to that voice that sounds, yep, that's Mr. Satan. That's not Mr. Satan, though. That's the tough thing about Kai. Yeah, I mean, of course, this happens a lot, all the time, for different reasons. Uh, you know, I've gone over this a lot with with different things, but I'm sure that that Shino Kakinuma will do a great job. Um, you know, I haven't heard her in any other shows before, but uh, I trust that, you know, the people overall who have, you know, they've had to make these decisions with replacing people for, you know, a yeah. variety of reasons. I'm sure they've gotten somebody appropriate. Do we talk about the other character? Well, the- yeah, let's do that right now. Uh, Bobby D was previously played by Joji Yanami, who is, as far as we know, still doing the narration. Always been the narrator. Has also played Kayo. Uh, hopefully will continue on as the narrator. But Bobby D will instead be played by Bin Shimada, who, I mean, he's... Uh, taking over many, many replacements when, uh, unfortunately, Takashi Aono passed away a couple of years ago. He was the voice of uh, previously Piccolo Daimao, but also God. Uh, when he passed away, Shimada... Uh, actually, it was when he had his stroke, uh, Shimada took over the role, and then he just continued onward uh, a couple of years later when Aono, unfortunately, did pass away. Uh, Shimada, probably best known in Dragon Ball, is Broly. Uh, he's going to be taking over Babidi here. He's got an incredible range, so that's another one where... I, absolutely sure uh yanami to me will always be babidi as well though so it's another one of those eh, keep pushing me away kai you know it's interesting i i was thinking about that before because i actually didn't realize that i know that uh yanami was was king kai and uh and the narrator of course uh and i think was he was he roshi at one point too or is that i think for one episode when miyuchi was not there or something see i i i wonder Maybe this was kind of like a like a the Japanese production making almost kind of a Chris Sabat sort of decision with Kai, where I mean, obviously in the dub for mm, Kai Sabat uh, gotcha. distributed a lot of his characters to other actors that you know he felt would better fit the part than him trying to do you know seventeen different characters. Maybe it was a matter of well, you know, we like working with Binshimada. You know, he doesn't have any like main characters in the series at this point. Uh, Yanami is already doing King Kai, who is around the series still a lot, and the narrator who's in every episode anyway. Uh, maybe just for the sake of like having some differentiation. It, it's funny too, cause Bobbity's had that a little bit in the dub too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bill Townsley who does, um, he was QE and he was one of Cooler's armor squadron guys. And he used to be Goldo from the Ginyu Force. And then they switched him out for Greg Ayers and Kai. Uh, cause they changed a lot of the Ginyu Force. Sometimes he does Bobbity in the video games uh, instead okay. of Duncan Brandon. I don't, I, maybe just cause like one of them's unavailable. At the available, time or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'm assuming that for you know when and if they do the 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 part with Bobbity and and the dub that I, I imagine they'd probably get Duncan Brown to come back and do him. But uh, yeah, so that's my assumption. Maybe it was because they wanted to provide a little differentiation and and maybe maybe just for the chance to work with them, and they thought that Bobbity was a character that he could uh, he could do that would give him that chance. I don't know. That, that's a good point. At the same time, the folks that they're coming in to do these replacements are people that do have plenty of other roles. Like I mentioned, Shimada. Uh, I mean. God's no longer a character in the boo arc, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Piccolo's already absorbed him, and Broly is not there in the the TV series. But uh, then another one that uh, hopefully we're going to learn about this relatively soon. This character's not been announced yet. Uh, that's Dabra. Uh, you go back to earlier in Kai when unfortunately Daisuke Gori uh, passed away. He was replaced. Uh, for King Cold uh, by Ryu, I love the same, Ryu Zaburo, oh, Tomo, there's so many extended vowels sounds in there, uh, took over as King Cold. He's, uh, he's Crocodile, right? Perhaps, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. You know, I think about it, that makes complete sense. It's that exact yeah. kind of tone. Uh, Dauber's voice actor took over as King Cold for Kai there. Um, so will he be back as Dabra in Kai? So it, Again, it's you're using a lot of the same kind of folks to do these multiple roles, but maybe because their characters are so far spread out throughout the series, I don't know. It's super weird. I mean, Kai has always been this like, oh, all right, that's an interesting choice. So, okay, all right, we'll go with it. We'll we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine uh, characters like Dobber. Well, he's I'm sure I'm sure he's still been played by the same actor in the video games. Oh yeah, it's it's always been Otomo, and because he did come to do King Colt in Kai, I think it's likely that he will return as Dabra? I hope so. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see if I had to theorize, because I know that like some of the other, uh, you know, like like underlying characters and incidentals and whatnot were replaced by some voice actors who were like more popular at the time. Well, yeah, I mean, you go back to the Frieza arc, except for Frieza himself, Dodoria, Zarbon, Kiwi, all replaced. All five of Ginyu were all replaced, even though uh, Haimi Sho had played Sousa and obviously still around. He played Zarbon originally, still still doing voices. So yeah, it's replacing popular voice actors with other popular voice actors. Some of that may have to do with who's associated with what studio these days and going rates. I mean, Hayami Show, he's a big time dude. Yeah, uh, it's funny too, because I, I mean like, yeah, that's, that's the other thing is like, even though a little bit of, of that was the case with, with Kai in English, where like, you know, are people available? Are these people around anymore? Who do we work with now? Like I, I was gonna say too on the Japanese side of things, I would I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, some of the like the like the tournament characters who like you know are only in a couple episodes, right? The incidental I wouldn't guys, be surprised yeah. if like yeah, so, some of them are like flavor of the not flavor of the month, but like you know more current guys. Like I I would be very surprised if like Mamoru Miyano, uh, who I, I'm sure you know of him, absolutely prob- yeah. probably be slipped in there as somebody somewhere. I I would be very surprised if he wasn't thrown into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pe- people like him and that, you know, that, that's cool. I, I, you know, that's, that's neat. Uh, so I don't have any problem with that. Um, especially if it's like minor characters where it's like, who cares? But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you say I, that I, who cares, but I don't know. I have so many fond memories associated with a lot of one-off incidental characters that you well, like, like voices. Jewel, <laughs> like Jewel and, and Killa. Well, speaking of some of these characters, I'm sure that one voice, and this is going over to Funimation's English dub, which is one of those, it's not announced, but again, open secret. We all know Funimation is going to be dubbing the Pooh Ark of Kai. It's, it's impossible that that's not coming out. But that character in the 28th Tenkaichi Budokai, anyone who doesn't watch the dub still knows what they did to that 
poor black skinned character in Funimation's English dub. It's like the most inappropriate thing. I, I don't know how that flew. I don't either. It's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I would imagine they're probably not going to go that route this time. <laughs> you know but, what, guys? Maybe we shouldn't do that this time. Yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, well, I guess while we're kind of on that subject. So, okay. And by the way, because I have to always put heads up about these things, I don't know anything. These are theories. Everybody listening, because I know people out there know that I know a lot of people in the English voiceover industry. I'm going to assume that the majority of the actors that have been doing the Boo Arc characters for Funimation's dub will be coming back and there won't be as many uh, replacements compared to the, uh, especially like the, like the Frieza saga uh, in the dub, um, because all of those people, for the most part, are still working there. You know, I mean, even Josh Martin, who, who, I mean, he, mainly what he does for Funimation these days is just come back and do Boo, uh, <laughs> right, for, right, for the video games. You know, like occasional guy like here and there on like One Piece or whatever. Uh, I'm assuming that all of them will be back. I could see, like I said with the Japanese, maybe some of the tournament characters and people like that would be yeah, you know, some of yeah. their newer guys that they have in a lot of their current shows, uh, which is which could also be cool. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see that. And um, my other thing, too, I, I guess kind of continuing on this topic. So a lot of people have been wondering, like, oh, because information was leaking out about this like ages ago. My assumption at this point as to why we're, we still haven't heard anything new and, and, you know, why there hasn't been any further information about the dub coming out for Kai be, is because uh, now that I, I guess somebody at Fuji TV or Toei or whoever, you know, makes these decisions decided, all right, well, you know what, clearly because Toriko didn't do as well as we were. Right. We're going to use do. it now. Sure. Yeah. So, and, and that's completely their prerogative. And so therefore, if they want to have it air in Japan first, before we get it in any form, yeah. that makes perfect sense. So it's like, okay, that sucks, you know, because we, I mean, we weren't, we weren't supposed to know in the first place, clearly. <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, sure. Some of the, some of the hype is like, oh no, now we have to wait, but it's like, all right, well, whatever. Like we'll, we'll get it. Uh, I'm sure it'll still be great. I have always been of the opinion. I probably said this on another episode before that I think that next to the Frieza fight, the entire boo arc is like... Like something that needed kaiification like the most out of all of DBZ. Mm, yeah, um, I, I think so personally. So I, I'm I'm really excited to see it. Uh, I think it's going to be cool. I think it'll be another nice burst for uh, you know in popularity in the states again for it. And you know who knows? Maybe even in the midst of it or by the end of it, maybe there will be something new about the movie coming out over here too because that could be kind of cool. Just going back to the. Uh... Funimation bringing it out, Toei deciding they want to do it. Even with contracts the way they are, I'm sure Toei can basically do whatever they want. Funimation just has to fall in line with their tail between their legs. Whatever Toei decides, they just do. So even if Funimation had a plan ready to go, the instant that Toei and Fuji TV decided they were going to do it, probably ruffled up a few feathers but too bad Funimation you gotta wait this stuff happens it's not that big of a deal I mean like you know at the worst maybe some people are like disappointed because like now they again they have to wait or whatever but like I don't know it's it's not the end of the world. I think it's still going to be, you know, worth it in, in the long run. Oh, of course. Um, and and like you just said, like we've been saying forever, no one was supposed to know this was even a thing anyway. I mean, no, there's no. not supposed <laughs> to be any disappointment because you weren't supposed to know about it until a week or so ago. Yeah. I, I mean, if we really want to get technical, you know, we should be angry at Mayumi Tanaka, but we're not <laughs> because it's cool that we just know it. So right. whatever. <laughs> All right. So let's get back into uh, the news that was announced here. This is the most significant one. So, I mean, we've had... Five years since Kai debuted, there is an entire new generation of fans, and some of them may now be listening to the show and don't know what happened. All right, so Dragon Ball Z, 
well, I guess you can start with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and all the movies. Musical score composed by Shunsuke Kikuchi. Dragon Ball GT had an entirely new score, new composer Akihito Tokunaga. Not relevant here. Kai was produced in 2009 for the 20th anniversary of Dragon Ball Z on TV in Japan. Recut, re-edit using the original animation with some updated scenes and some updated effects. Revoiced, rescored, new musical score composed for Kai specifically by Kenji Yamamoto. Yamamoto had been with the series for decades, primarily doing the video games, going all the way back, I mean, the Super Butoden games up through the PS2 generation and beyond, been there the whole time. Also done some arrangements for like movie themes, that kind of stuff. So we get 95 episodes into Kai, something that we had all known for years, kind of open secret, Yamamoto blatantly plagiarizing music from other composers. Toei puts up this message on their website. It's come to our attention that the score for Dragon Ball Kai may be infringing on the compositions of other composers. Big, big thing. The next two episodes of Kai air on Japanese TV, stripped of the Yamamoto score and instead to go back to the original Shunsuke Kikuchi score from DBZ. Can I cut in here? You sure can. Meanwhile, in America... Yes. So this the series... It- uh, the dub for Dragon Ball Guy is airing, it's airing. Uh, yep. on, on Nicktoons and on Saturday morning uh, CW for Kids Block. Yes. Uh, you know, and they're like way behind. They're still in like, you know, the Saiyan and Namek episodes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Nick, uh, Nicktoons is up to, I think, around the Android stuff at this point. Correct. So- suddenly, uh, they're like, oh, shit, what do we do? So Japan has to scramble to go back and... And redo all the background music with with stock tracks from Shunsuke Kikuchi, who was the original composer. Well, actually, Ball, I'm going to interrupt Ball. your interruption here because there were a couple pieces that were the most obvious examples that all of a sudden, the next time that these episodes aired, kept the Yamamoto score, but replaced specific tracks with other Yamamoto tracks. Oh, okay. And then you go back to Kikuchi music. And then depending on which network is airing which specific thing, you can literally flip back and forth between one week is Yamamoto music and the next week you got Kikuchi music. It's a complete disaster. Yeah. And the home releases as well. I think, uh, what was it? The first three or four had still the Yamamoto music on it and then five through eight up until the end of uh cell which was the end of kai at the time uh had the kikuchi music and then all later re-releases yes. in the states of the show had the kikuchi music for everything so yeah at this seasons, point yep. for for the for, um, unless unless you basically own like the initial dvd or blu-ray releases of the first four dragon ball z kai the parts uh, d- yep. d- yes sets in the u.s uh all products that have Kenji Yamamoto's music uh, are now basically erased as much as possible. Right. And on the Japanese side, uh, the way that Kai was released in Japan was interesting. Uh, For Blu-ray, it was box sets only. And on DVD, it was single discs only. So you actually got a few more episodes at a time if you bought the Blu-ray sets because they would put out a set which would have like three or four discs and then the first of those DVDs that day and date. So I think the Japanese Blu-ray set get four more episodes of Yamamoto than the DVDs have of the Yamamoto score. And our buddy Kay over in Japan has said that even Japan has gone back and all the subsequent reprintings of Kai have the Kikuchi music. So even Japan had that thing go on. So this was a whole big mess and also this affected like the video games and things. So so Kenji Yamamoto has been pretty much removed almost entirely from, you know, the Dragon uh, Ball. The Dragon Ball world. Was saved for like a few 
of the the theme songs that he did for certain games and whatever, you know, which is like, all right, cool, whatever. I guess maybe maybe those weren't plagiarized, maybe. (laughs) Well, the thing is, it was the most current game at the time, I think, was Raging Blast 2. And you were mentioning video games. A lot of people noticed later on what what happened was they bought Raging Blast 2 not on release. And the opening theme, instead of Battle of Omega, which uh, Hironobu Kageyama vocals, a Yamamoto joint, instead the music was the replacement opening theme from Budokai Tenkaichi. Two on the PS2, and then I think the entire musical score also replaced Raging Blast Two. Again, it, this is such a mess. The, the all the sparking games and the blast games in Japan have newly synthesized versions of the original Kikuchi score from the series. The international releases have newly composed music in Japan to be released outside of Japan. At that time, composed by Kenji Yamamoto, and I believe the Wii game, which we got as Revenge of King Piccolo in Japan and in the U.S., had a consistent score. Some of that music was the replacement music from Budokai Tenkaichi Two. You have to do these. Like family tree charts with all these connecting lines to show this came from this came from this was not released here but was composed here anyway. See, and you know what? What's kind of interesting about this little off topic, but the uh, the, the the idea of some of this music because even like even with with when the Budoka games were first coming out, the type of music that we had in those games, which was like this really hardcore, you know, like awesome kind of rock music, that wasn't from what I understand, ever really the type of music that a Japanese audience associated with Dragon Ball? No, no. See, you're you're classifying it as Rocky, and that's true. At the same time, it had a very upbeat, jazzy side to it as well. A lot of that was the Tower of Power influence that came in for the Budokai series. Yeah, there were some really, really rockin' tracks. And as we've since learned, Yamamoto stole that from Stradivarius and some other bands, so... Right. Well, either either way, I mean, that, that music musical style was something that, you know, I mean, it worked for the series better than like, you know, the stuff that we had in the US. But at the same time, it was also something that I think like an international audience, American, you know, included, uh, that, you know, could kind of associate with DBZ. So like, I think that it's just, it's interesting to me because that type of stuff, and also like, you know, the music that they would compose specifically for the American releases of these games, and even the whole deal with, you know, Kai starting back up again in the Boo Saga, specifically because of how well it did internationally yeah, first yeah, before for sure. anything with the with uh, with with Japan uh it's just it's it's really kind of a testament to like how you know huge dbz is outside of japan that they go that length because they don't have to do that they don't yeah i mean at all we, we talk about these financial reports there's like dragon Ball. oh my god is doing great internationally so chris <laughs> the news <laughs> as we've been leading up to is you have to set this stage it's batshit bonkers all right well what music is going to be in the pooh arc oh, okay, of kai sure. <laughs> norihito sumitomo who uh composed the music for the dragon ball z film battle of gods which came out last year uh will be now taking over for doing the music composition for the Boo saga of kai uh which makes sense i uh, he i know he did he was also not the person who did the music for the uh what was it, the episode of Bardock or the plan to eradicate the Super Saiyans? That was somebody else, I believe. Right, so this is what I want to mention. We we have had a couple other composers. The A couple things you mentioned there, the music was by Hiroshi Takaki, who did episode of Bardock and I believe plan to eradicate the Super Saiyans. And then over on the video game side of things, taking over instead of Kenji Yamamoto was Toshiyuki Kishi, who I, I think was responsible for all of the Kikuchi synthesized versions. Uh, he had been there the whole time and he's attributed to, uh, I think, all of the recent soundtracks. There are other 
Dragon Ball composers, but uh, it's interesting they did go with Sumitomo. One of my top stories of last year in the kind of lols variety was the Toriko One Piece Dragon Ball crossover TV special. That actually did use a couple pieces from the Battle of Gods soundtrack. Uh, it's kind of the first place I heard it because I heard it there before I saw Battle of Gods and before the soundtrack came in. And then retroactively, it's like, oh, okay, I recognize that piece from the special, which is actually from the movie. Now, Dragon Ball was... This this is the Shonen Jump Toei method of how things work is the TV series gets its score and then the movies get their score and then pieces from the movies then get reincorporated into the series. So knowing that Sumitomo did Battle of Gods and will be doing Kai for the Boo arc, I can definitely see a, a new base of new musical tracks as well as possibly some Battle of Gods things coming into the score as well. And that would certainly make it feel very similar to how it was back in the Kikuchi days. That's kind of the situation. Yeah, I, you know what? I, and I think I would be alright with that because that is keeping relatively consistent with how the show has been. In fact, uh, you said you watched the first Pokemon movie in Japanese way back in the day. Oh, I absolutely uh, adore it. Yeah, and the, the Japanese uh, music uh, you know, we got like a whole new yeah, like, completely like score new. for that in, in America with like, you know, songs and stuff. But the Japanese score was just a bunch of new background music tra uh, tracks that were later put into the show, you know, towards the end of that first season and then, you know, lasted for a long time. Um, so that that is relatively common, I think, with these kind of series. And I, I think that's fine. I think that that does help to, you know, kind of lessen the weirdness somewhat of like all the stuff that's happened with the music changing and everything. I think that like it gives a little bit of comfort and, and consistency to what's been happening. Exactly how I would describe it. Now, here's the question. Have you seen Battle of Gods? I have. Yes. Okay. Your thoughts on Sumitomo's score? Um, I think it's pretty okay. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's relatively different than what we're used to, but I think that it still fits the series. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, whatever he's doing for Kai will probably fit just fine as well. So I didn't really like okay. it. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's I, I thought I thought it was fine. I guess now at the same time, you know, it wasn't like super standout memorable to me either. Uh, but I thought it was fine. So, you know, I man, if I had to choose from the the kind of three alternate alternate composers that we've had for Dragon Ball. Uh, Hiroshi Takaki, I think probably would have been my choice from the plan to eradicate the super science episode of Paradox Side. I want to say he also did the background music for the extra animated scenes in Ultimate Blast, Ultimate Tenkaichi. I, I think they brought him on as well. I could be entirely wrong. We've just had so many composers, even in Japan. I mean, we're, we're rivaling Funimation here in terms of nope you're done you're in nope you're done you're in yeah although I mean with the Funimation side it's like it all kind of blended together so nobody cared that much I guess but uh <laughs> well by the time the ultimate uncut came around I was like no yeah. one knows and now, and now they don't even bother with any of that anymore because they're just like all right we know we know nobody cares whatever <laughs> thankfully it's uh just keep the original Japanese that's how it yeah. should be done. Uh, so the only other bit of news here is kind of on the production side. I mean, sound is production side, but Satoshi Motoyama will be joining Yukio Nagasaki as the audio director. Those of you and myself included in here that thinks Nagasaki didn't have the best grasp on uh, the depth of the musical collection from the Kikuchi score and when to appropriately use things. Well, he's got a cohort now, so maybe that can help I mean, a to, to defend him, I think, again, because everything was airing at that time. What a shitty job, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, like, can you fucking imagine how much scrambling they would have had to do 
to get that shit to work. I mean, like, yeah, like, like you have like two different places in the series that the episodes are airing. You know, you only have a limited amount of time. They probably just had to work through that stuff like day and night for all we know. That's the, it's it's pretty rough. So I I would I would give them more of a shot. I mean, I know it it, it sucks. I but, certainly yeah. do. I do not envy that task. I mean, just like you mentioned, it's not just for Japan, but also the international market. And to go back and do it, I mean, you had to do the entire ninety-eight episodes. I'm sure that ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight were ready to go with Yamamoto music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last second, I had to scramble to fix those for TV broadcast that week. Again, do not envy him at the same time. Not my problem. It wasn't as great as I was hoping it could be. I mean, the consumers got the final say there. And then Tadayoshi Yamamoro, a name we know uh, quite well here at Kanzenshu, will be the lead animator for both the new opening and ending animations. So that does imply we will get new animation, which makes sense. I mean, even Dragon Soul got updated for uh, the various arcs there. Yamamoro, uh, still there with Kai. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what a new uh, equivalent to We Got a Power would be like for, for Kai. I think that could be kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this last time on the show. Uh, we have Good Morning America providing the, I love that show. Uh, the first the first of several new ending themes to Kai. Um, so, Chris, what do you think? Is it going to be Dragon Soul with new animation or will it be a la Hedgehala to We Got a Power Transition, an entirely new song? Will it be the band Dragon Soul? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. What is the dude's name? Dragon Soul. Tada. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. The guy's name, Taki. Wow. Dragon Soul. I think the Dragon, Mike Dragon Soul, it's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably do a new song or maybe like a, like a, like a sort of remix or something of... Uh, Taki Yoshitanimoto. You, you did it. You, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Anyway, I think that we will probably get a new song. Um, maybe we'll get like a like a cool remix of uh, of Dragon Soul, maybe or, or something. Oh, that would be yeah, neat. Yeah, that, yeah. that could be kind of cool. Uh, or maybe they'll just use like the second verse of the song. That'd be kind of interesting if they did that. Oh, hmm. Yeah. I, I can, hmm. I've, I've seen I've seen shows kind of pull hmm. stuff like that before. That could be kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see that. And I think also we'll probably, if I had to also theorize. Um, we'll probably get like the second ending, maybe around when like Evil Boo like shows up and then is like the definitive bad guy of the series. I think that by by that uh, point, yeah, I can by see that. that point, like it'll yeah. be like probably the halfway of like where we are with this arc. So, well, that's the news. Uh, the Boo arc of Kai reclaims its time slot from five years ago. April sixth is going to be airing Fuji TV at nine a.m. Back alongside One Piece for the Dream Nine block. Again, this is Japan only for now. We know is coming internationally it's only coming to japan because toriko imploded toward the end there you know have patience everyone out here i mean i'm sure we will be getting it maybe even within the year who knows but uh yeah i'm excited to see it i'm excited even to see it in japanese because i haven't watched the boo arc in uh you know save from like a, a clip or two uh, in a long time and uh i am excited to actually watch it again i have never seen it in full in japanese too um, so it'll, it'll be cool to well, see there you again. Go. And yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's kind of our, our news and our topic, but before we wrap up the episode, that most important question must be asked. Who's that character? Last time on the show, this is the clip that we played kind of topical for some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. <laughs> That was, uh, I saw a guest that was 
almost right. Someone guessed it sounded like Piccolo from the Dragon Ball TV series. Indeed it was, except it wasn't Piccolo. It was Mr. Murasaki from the Red Ribbon Army. Takashi Aono playing Murasaki. I think it was episode 37 or 38. I can't remember where I grabbed that from. It was when he uh, ran into the house and Goku ran into the house after him. Uh, the late and the great Takashi Aono we were talking about earlier played Piccolo Daimao and God in the series. Uh, he actually suffered a stroke in June 2010. And again, like we were talking about was replaced by Bin Shimada in Kai for the role of God. Unfortunately, did pass away a couple years later, April 2012, at the age of 75. So thanks to Kieran for suggesting that. Uh, Murasaki there, Takashi Aono. So very similar to what I did last week. Uh, for who's that character? Chris, I'm going to ask you who you want me to use, and we're going to edit it out of the show, and I'm going to play that clip right now. <laughs> Alright, and that clip one more time for you to hear. <laughs> so that's kind of going to wrap things up. Uh, thank you for joining me here. What episode was this again? 358 of our show. Uh, Kanzenshu is trucking along. We got a lot of news going on, a lot of content that's perpetually at the 99 percentile. Of, and this is the kind of thing that we do where it's, well, this is almost done. All right, instead of finishing this, let's do 10 other things. And I've been keeping up on the stuff that Julian has been transcribing. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So instead of our stuff, Chris, tell me, what do you have going on? Sure. Uh, well, as of late, I have been uh, promoting and doing a lot of material for my YouTube channel. Some of the stuff that I do every week is uh, I do uh, vlogs that I call curb logs, where I talk about different subjects, different uh, things, different all sorts of sorts of stuff. Um, you know, sometimes I have guests on and etc. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, I've been putting out episodes of my uh, my web series that I've plugged on the show before. I'll plug again. It's called Tome: Terrain of Magical Expertise. If you're a fan of uh, Mega Man Battle Network or Dot Hack or Sword Art Online, which I've never seen still, uh, you might like it. It's like a cyberpunk kind of thing. It's got some DBZ influence in it as well. There's a character named Zeto who is very much in, in uh, you know inspired by that. Uh, go check that out. I put those uh, those out every Thursday and. Um, also, I just this this is perfect. Uh, in fact, when when is this episode going to be coming out? Uh, Monday or Tuesday, so right around when you're planning, I think. Okay, great. Well, uh, maybe even on the same day that this is out, or maybe the following day. Uh, so I've been doing uh, a uh, new series on YouTube called uh, "Did You Know Voice Acting." It is a fan-made spinoff of "Did You Know Gaming," which I'm sure you've probably all seen before. Uh, it's, it's like a trivia show about just game stuff. And I've been doing one about my years and years of formerly useless knowledge about voice acting stuff. And, uh, I've done two episodes at the time of recording this, uh, Nintendo characters one and a Sonic one. And the next one coming out that coincides perfectly with this episode of all things is about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's one of a couple DBZ ones that I've written and it is mostly the history of kind of like where the show was produced and, uh, you know, where some of the different dubs have been done, uh, over the years and uh, it's got a lot of uh, information that, in fact, I have learned thanks to the folks on Consentio. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you say the English dub. It's like, okay, which one? Exactly. Exactly. It goes by. So if, if any of you guys have ever been curious as to why, like, this Canadian dub and then this dub for Dragon Ball and then this one for GT and then this Funimation thing and this and that, if you've ever wondered about what the hell the deal is with that, I break it down as as much as I possibly can into, like, a seven to eight minute long thing. 
Uh, so that'll be coming out. Go keep an eye out for it. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to that because I, I feel really terrible saying this, but there are very, very few people that I can listen to talking about Dragon Ball and not cringe. It's it's basically anyone who's been on this show. It's like you, Lance, and of course, all the regular people, Heath, Julian, Jake. And I'm just like, oh, that that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And it might even just be the most minute little thing. But you, the pioneer dub was my favorite. Right. That right. Kind of that shit, kind of thing. You know like, I mean? yeah. oh, like, that's right. Except it's actually these little things. So I have full faith that when I listen to you talk about Funimation, Ocean, Blue Water, all these various things. I know it's going to be accurate. I know it's going to be fun. And I know I can point to it and not have any reservations about pointing to it. So I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and if I if I'm able to do uh, a f- like like future DBZ ones, uh, I might even try to dig deep to some of the folks I know that have worked on the show and maybe find out if there were some other little like interesting things that happened like with the series like when they were originally doing it way back and uh you know and i mean obviously there's still been all these rumors well not rumors but you know about the this alternate yep, o- yep. ocean dub of dragon ball kai and you know i know some things about that i probably can't talk about um but uh yeah so i yeah look forward to that go check it out if, if you've had any interest in like kind of you know seeing exactly what the breakdown of like how all that stuff has worked uh, you know, go check it out. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Kerberfer15. I has, still have a number in it because I was a child. Oh my God. Did you make, did you make that name when you were 15 years old? Uh, I made Kerberfer when I was 12. God, I'm so old. Yeah. I got, I got rid of the, uh, the, the numbers around 15, 16. I was like, I should probably. Well, to be fair, I made Vegito EX when I was 16, I think. So... <laughs> See, but EX is fine. EX is like kind of cool sounding. A number is just the bane of internet existence. Oh, a number will always date you. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. 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 The n- n- numbers in your screen name and video game sprite recolors as your avatar. Those are just the bane <laughs> of my fucking existence on the internet. Yeah, so, inst- so instead, I have a video game letter combination and occasionally I recolor a scouter on myself to make an evil version. So yes. that's evil, only evil slightly ven- better. I don't know. We'll run with it. Anyway, I think that's going to wrap us up. Probably. I think so. So right. thank you for talking about Kai. Thank you for the Who's That character. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And everybody, th- thank you for listening as well. And, uh, you know, keep listening, keep watching, et cetera, et cetera. That's right. All right, Kanzenshu, www.k-a-n-z-e-n-s-h-u-u.com. Love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your, I haven't said it in a while, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations for everything Dragon Ball related. There is a forum thread on our site for every episode. You can talk back to us. Uh, well, don't talk back to us. That would be really rude. You can uh, engage in a civil, polite, mutual conversation with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google+, on all the various places usually consensu except for facebook at least we have the name change we're still working on that uh that's it so i have been a uh, mike vici ex that has been chris kerbafer wrap it up dude you have the last word absolutely well thank you for listening to consensu the podcast see you all next time and you know please do listen we do hope to see you next time because if you don't we'll be really sad sad for you you so much so so much i was gonna do the narrator but i realized i did that last time so i wanted to do something (laughs) different (laughs) oh no i'm sorry meanwhile in canada set for you (laughs) i'm going to hit the stop button all right me too